welcome to Keeping It Real, the Gorham Homestead podcast, where we talk about real food, real natural living, the real art of natural healing, and real life out here in our Tennessee homestead. I'm your host, Dawn Gorham, and today is Monday, January the 29th, and you're listening to episode number nine. Our topic today, in continuing in the theme of real food, is just going to be talking about animal foods. Um, you know, in cultures all over the world, uh, people consume animal products pretty much on a daily basis. And some of those indigenous people in those tribes um, that haven't been really touched by any Western culture, they haven't brought in any of our, you know, industrial grains and sugars and refined stuff and processed foods and all of that stuff, those people typically are really, really healthy and they have you know, the secret to to long life and longevity. They live a long time. Their elders live to be really long or really old. And they have really nice, robust jaw lines. Their muscles are really well defined. They're just a healthy people. And so there's something that I think that we can glean from that. But one of the things that they do is they eat a lot of animal products. And so when I'm talking about animal products, the one of the first things that I talk about is red meat. Because... Red meat has been, goodness, so demonized by doctors and the mainstream media. You know, everywhere you go, they're like, oh, don't eat red meat. Only eat red meat one time a week. Only, that's just such poppycook. And so um, red meat's really, really good for you. It's really, really good for um, things, you know, it's it's good for your body, your building blocks. It's a complete protein. There's lots of vitamins and nutrients that you get from red meat that you can't get from anywhere else. And some of those sources that just, you know, to, for example, are beef, lamb. Um, Of course, pork is considered, it's not the other white meat. That was just a marketing strategy. It's a red meat. Buffalo and then wild game like um, deer, antelope, elk. All of that stuff. All of that is considered red meat as well. And it's super lean and super healthy. And of course, we always lean toward the grass-fed and grass-finished because there's some recent studies that have been shown that when they are grown completely on grass, there's just a different structure to the protein and to the meat that you're getting. And it's better for your body overall. And so that's one of the reasons why we lean toward grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Organ meats, that's another um, animal product. Of course, it kind of comes from the, from the same thing, but organ meats are just so packed with nutrients. They're so good for you, and I don't love them. I don't like liver. I don't like chicken liver. I don't like beef liver. I don't like kidney. I don't like any of that stuff, but... I know it's good for me. So I have a couple of tricks for you. If you don't like liver, some people do. Some people like the liver and onions. They can soak it in milk. They can have little tricks to make it not taste as strong or whatever. And I will eat it. I will totally eat it. If there's liver and onions in front of me, I will choke it down with the biggest glass of raw milk that I can find. But I I don't, like I said, I don't like it. So one of the things that I have figured out is that my butcher will allow me to grind the organ meats into my into my ground, to my ground beef. So last time we got our uh, cow processed, I asked him to do that. And of course, um, we got our beef back. 
and you cannot tell it at all. The liver was ground very evenly, hopefully, best I can tell, very evenly through all of the hamburger meat. And so every time that we cook something, whether it's burgers or it's tacos or it's, you know, vegetable beef soup, whatever, we're getting a little bit of the benefits of those liver on a pretty consistent basis. So I'm really, really happy about that. Now, before I started being able to do that, to have it in, you know, in with our ground, I um, I would ask for the liver back. You know, I would buy liver or get the liver with my cow and I would grind it up in the blender or food processor, you know, whatever I had. And then I would put that into ice cube trays in the freezer and freeze them and then pop them out and put those little cubes in a Ziploc bag and save them, you know, just in my freezer in the kitchen. And anytime that we would have anything that called for hamburger meat, I would just pop a couple of those cubes in with the in the ground and cook it that way and nobody ever knew it. So I was getting my family some of the liver that way. And again, you don't you could maybe tell it just a smidge if you knew it was in there. But my kids are very, very picky and they never even never even noticed it. Never said a word. Especially when you throw it into something like spaghetti or like I said, the vegetable beef soup, something with a good tomato base, you're not going to taste it at all. So there's my two little tricks for getting some liver if you don't love it. Um, and you can also, of course, get the desiccated beef liver capsule things, but I don't love doing that. I would, I don't, I feel like I take enough stuff in, you know, in vitamin and supplement form and herbs and things of that nature that I'd just rather eat it. So I'll eat it when I can instead of having to supplement it. Um, next thing is poultry. You know, we try to do pastured poultry. We try to have our animals on fresh grass, in the sunshine, getting, you know, fresh bugs every day. And so what we do to have pastured poultry is that we raise them in what we call chicken tractors. And we just move that little chicken tractor every day. Some, you know, every day when they're little, as they get older, sometimes it's twice a day. And as they get toward really close to harvest time, then, you know, we're maybe moving them three times a day. It just kind of depends on how quickly they, they mat down that grass. Cause you do want them to have, um, fresh, fresh grass, fresh bugs, not laying in their poop, you know, it, it, at least a part of the day. So that's what we do. And when you do eat your poultry, you always want it with your chicken, your turkey, your duck, goose, what you know, whatever kind of poultry that it is you're eating, you want the skin on because that is where the nutrients are actually coming from. That's where your best concentration of vitamins and minerals are in that skin. So um, always leave the skin on. And then fish. You know, salmon, trout, halibut, tilapia, sole. Um, we eat a lot of mahi-mahi. I like that just because I like the flavor of it. Um, we do try to have salmon, you know, at once every two weeks, sometimes once a week, just depending on what we got going on. And shellfish, of course, like crab, lobster, shrimp, oysters, mussels. You know, things of that nature, those you're going to get a lot of vitamins and nutrients from things like that. And I do have a hookup for that that I will disclose later. I'm working on that, trying to work that out for my 
my farm customers that come here to maybe be able to get get them some, you know, good um, sea sea stuff, land and sea uh, eggs. You can um, fix them any way you want them, any way that you like them. But um, pastured eggs, free range, are the best. Ours are half free range and half not free range. And it's because um, they get out. They free range not against my will. I'll put it that way. Because we tried free ranging them when we first got here, like completely just let them go do whatever they want to do. No fence, no nothing. And every one of them got eaten, like all of them. So as time has gone on, we decided to put up an electric fence and it's that poultry netting, which I've talked about doesn't really work. So, you know, they go through it now, but for a while they respected it. But it, you know, it has helped. It really has helped keep some predators out And it's not so much about keeping them confined as it is just keeping them safe. Because you're really not doing yourself any good if you have a whole bunch of chickens and you're having to buy 80 chickens a year or whatever because the local coyote is coming and picking them off. So just, again, that's one of those things you do the very best that you can. Mine has a very large chicken yard that they hang out in that I would almost call big enough to be called free range. So there's that. Whole milk, You, if you're going to drink milk, um, of course, I advocate for it to be raw milk, but at least make sure it's whole and as low temp pasteurized as possible, if not completely raw. The higher, the, the ultra high pasteurized or ultra heat pasteurized, whatever it is, that is just not even, that's just disgusting. Stay away from that stuff. Um, but beyond that, um, you want to have whole milk. You need the fat. You need it for your brain. You need it for your your bones. You need it for your skin. You need it for your fingernails. You need it for everything. So, um, da- and dairy products like cheese and yogurt. So, you know, go opt for the whole whole milk dairy products. And the really cool thing about animal. Animal foods is that they do supply us with nutrients that we can't get from other foods. And some of those nutrients are like, number one, they're a complete protein. They build the body. They do everything, which when we say a complete protein, that means it's, it's, it's a complete food. You can get everything that you need from it. It has all of the amino acids, all of the everything that your body needs in animal foods. Um. It has B12, which is really good for healthy blood and, you know, and a healthy brain. Vitamin A for healthy eyes and skin and, again, for your brain. Um, vitamin D, and we all know what vitamin D does. Um, that's great to keep you from being depressed. It's good to keep your body from going into disease. Um, it's good to keep you from getting just your day-to-day illnesses. Vitamin D is very important. And I know that firsthand because um, for a large portion of my life, I was severely vitamin D deficient. Um, When they checked me, I think my vitamin D level was 19. And it was because I had worked in an office for, you know, many, many years, Monday through Friday, and then never getting any sunlight. And so what's interesting about that is since I've been on the farm and I work outside, you know, quite a bit of my morning I am, I don't take any supplements. I don't have to do any, of course I do drink raw milk and I eat a lot of eggs. So that helps, that helps me tremendously. 
But my vitamin D level is naturally running, you know, between 60 and 70 now. So that's, for me, that is super good. So yeah, just keep in mind that you want to keep that vitamin D up and vitamin K2. We talked about that last time. Um, But if you didn't listen to that episode, K2 is your traffic controller. It is the one that tells the calcium in your blood Don't go there, go here. Stay away from there because we didn't need it over there. We need it over here. So it sends calcium away from your arteries, from your heart to places like, um, you know, your fingernails and your bones and, you know, things that places in your body that need that calcium. That's where that's where K2 comes in because it, it directs it to where it's supposed to go. Cholesterol, of course, cholesterol has been another one of those things that's been demonized, um, But we have learned that cholesterol is actually good for you. People that have slightly elevated cholesterol are actually, for the most part, healthier than people that um, have low cholesterol or lower, more low normal cholesterol. And, um, you know, that's really good for your brain. It's good to keep you from getting Alzheimer's and, and things of that nature. And it's good for your intestinal tract. And its cholesterol is great. For women, women who are growing humans, you know, if you have a, if you're pregnant, expecting, you need cholesterol. That baby needs cholesterol. It's part of, you know, what it takes for the building blocks for that child to, you know, grow into a healthy human. And so, um, you know, those those fats are for normal growth, learning, memory, and they protect us against disease. Uh, they're also better sources of many nutrients than than our plant foods are. There are some really nutrient dense plant foods, but for the most part, animal sources are a much more robust source of those nutrients than than the plants are. One of those is calcium, and again, there are some calcium dense plants like comfrey, for instance, but Calcium is really good for healthy bones, teeth, you know, all of that stuff. Copper is a good blood builder. We really need that, and we need it to balance out zinc in our system. Magnesium it keeps our cells healthy, keeps the mitochondria happy. Um, and and we, we know now that magnesium, it, low magnesium levels, also affects your other fat-soluble vitamins. It keeps you from being able to absorb those and do with those as you need. So it's become really evident in recent years that keeping our magnesium levels at optimum, you know, at the optimum level is really, really important. And we get a lot of magnesium from our animal foods. Iron, um, it's, you know, we all know iron is an important blood builder. Got to have that. And iron also, if you have an iron deficiency, you're going to feel sluggish all the time. You're going to feel like you just don't have that get up and go, or you're going to give out um, during workouts and, and things of that nature. So we got to make sure that we keep that iron iron level up. Zinc, <laughs> zinc is really, really good for fighting off your day-to-day infections. Um, your It's really good for your brain. And you want to have that copper and zinc balance going at all times. And so you want to, you know, zinc is a really, um, it's a really great thing to keep, you know, as you want high levels of zinc in your body, but also 
that balanced copper. And then the last one is vitamin B6. And vitamin B6 keeps our body, for the most part, free from disease. It keeps us from getting down, keeps us from getting, you know, getting run down so that we don't get sick from from that, from just that, you know, grind. Sometimes the vitamin B6 will help you keep getting sick from the grind. And these are really important nutrients for building a healthy body and for keeping yourself strong. So I would encourage you, you know, there's the uh, bone broth. That's another animal product. Uh, I would encourage you to drink that every day. The gelatinous, really good, you know, collagen-rich bone broth is so good for you in so many different ways. It's good for soups and stews and sauces, and you use it just anywhere that you would use water. If you're going to be boiling rice, then you can put chicken broth in there as your as your liquid instead of water, and you get that benefit of that. But I, every day, just drink bone broth. I use my chicken carcass and then my um, vegetable scraps from, you know, if I'm cutting up an onion, I'll throw in my peels into a Ziploc bag and my celery ends and my garlic tips and all that kind of stuff. All that just goes into a Ziploc bag. And when I have cooked a chicken, I will roast the bones from the chicken in the oven for about 20, 25 minutes. Take that out, get them, you know, good and roasted. Throw those into a pot, cover them with water, and then throw in that Ziploc bag of vegetable scraps And then I'll also put in salt and pepper and some, you know, rosemary, thyme, whatever it is that I have on hand, extra garlic, because I love a lot of garlic. Um, And that's, that's one of the things that makes it such a powerhouse. So you're getting lots of great collagen for your skin, for your face. Um, People who drink bone broth on a daily basis don't tend to to have premature aging as badly as maybe some other people do. And there's lots of factors in that. Some of it's genetic, you know, some of it's sun exposure. Some of it might be they smoked when they were 20, whatever. But it helps. It helps so much. It helps keep your skin supple. It helps your lungs. If you get sick, collagen can, you know, can protect your lungs from getting super, super bad if you've got bronchitis or anything like that. So just... You know, the old timers, there was some wisdom in that. Whenever um, whenever kids or people got sick in the old days, they would always immediately start giving that person bone broth. And that's what they drank until they were well. And now we know that there's actually some healing power to that. And I think a lot of it is that collagen, you know, the the garlic, all, all of that super powerhouse stuff that they put in that bone broth. So I would encourage you to drink bone broth as often as you can choke it down. Um, Try to get your animal fats from land and sea so that you balance those omega-6 and omega-3s. You don't want to have too much of one and not the other. You always need a good omega balance in your system. But the main thing, you know, just consume as many nutrient-dense foods as you possibly can. Get those organ meats. Get those animal fats and and the eggs every day. And if you have access to it, drink raw dairy. Get, you know, your your um, raw cheeses and your yogurts and whatever that you can get from someone um, that you can get a good source of true, really good, full of fat, healthy fat dairy products. 
uh, get your shellfish and your fish liver oils. The one supplement that we do take on a daily basis normally when we remember to take them is um, cod liver oil. And that's because that's a really great source of um, vitamin A and vitamin D. And one of the things that I noticed when I started taking cod liver oil was that it really helped my night blindness. Like I, at night, can't see where, you know, if there's lights coming at me, headlights or whatever. I had gotten to, I'm better now, but I had gotten to the point where I couldn't see the road. And then the car would get close to me and I couldn't really see, I couldn't, my depth perception was off as to where everything was. And since I have been taking um, the cod liver oil, with K, we take cod liver oil with K2 in it so that we make sure we get plenty of that um, from butter. But since we've been doing that, my night blindness is much, much better. I am not scared to drive at night anymore. I can see, I won't say it's perfect, but it is, it's exponentially better than it was before I took the cod liver oil. So there's that. Um, but next time, next Monday, I'm going to come back and I'm going to dedicate the whole episode to the benefits in, of raw dairy, and I'm going to dispel some myths about raw dairy, things that you might have heard, um, and things that people have said about raw dairy. Then I'm going to go through all the different kinds, the cheese, the yogurt, you know, the benefits of each. And so I think that'll be a really fun episode. But with that, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. If you like the podcast, it would be really great if you could like and subscribe and leave me a review. It really helps. Helps other people to find my podcast. You can find me at thegoramhomestead.com and on the socials at just the Gorham Homestead. Whatever you're doing today, <coughs> just, oh, goodness, just remember to keep it real. See y'all. My daddy was a guitar picker, playing all the local clubs. And my mama was a waitress with a park and maintained with the trucks. So we didn't have much money, times were kind of hard. Living in a trailer on the edge of Grandpa's farm.